0: Hello and welcome to another lovely week on the Vampire Diaries Diaries, your favorite podcast about vampires, werewolves, witches, man-witches, and people who like having serious conversations about life and death while hiking. My name's Claire, I'm joined as always by my co-host Beth, and we're very pleased to once again have one of our favorite co-hosts, Rose! Baby sister! Hooray! Hello everybody. So, Rose, you know, we've had on the show before. She was also on our special Christmas episode. She <laughs> hasn't watched all of the episodes. We gave her a little rundown of what's been happening with Klaus, and it made me realize how many things there were to tell. Because <laughs> it's gotten pretty wild. Like, if you think about the beginning of this season, it was all about Catherine, and now it's like Catherine barely is even, like, a thing. Yes, I, I feel that I should issue a caveat that Clara said I haven't watched all of the episodes, and in reality, I have watched no episodes. Oh, what I meant was she she hasn't listened to the episodes of the podcast. Correct. The last <laughs> episode I watched was... What, what was that episode? Under Control? Under Control, yes. For all of you fans out that? there. Wow, that's a good memory. Because there. we sang the Stroke song, mm-hmm. it was a whole thing. Right. And it got out of control. Yes. So if I say anything moronic... It's Don't Blame the If. When I say many moronic things, Claire and Beth are not on the hook for my lack of knowledge of this show. We tried, guys. (laughs) Don't worry, Rose. Half the time, I can't even remember the names of the characters, so you're already one step ahead. (laughs) Stephanie! Anyway. Oh, Stephanie. So the first thing I wrote down for this episode is Damon Nipple eavesdropping. (laughs) Damon's nipple really was the first image for a prolonged period of time in this episode. It got a lot of living attention. And those tiny headphones on the nipple. It just wasn't right. What? Sorry. <laughs> sorry oh. I get it. I all see what right, you did there. Right, so the that. first shot is Damon lying shirtless in bed as one does. And his nipple is very prominent. And he is using his vampire hearing to eavesdrop on a conversation downstairs between Stefan and Elena. And he's not happy no <laughs> I there was a lot um, going on on his face in this scene he I could tell that he was very distressed by this plan that was going on by his eyebrows mm-hmm. and the fact that he looked like he wanted to puke yeah. He went on a face journey, for sure. <laughs> he had yeah. a lot of face journeys in this episode. <laughs> he did. I thought it was, like, more intense than normal, even. Well, he's very conflicted, and he makes some choices in this episode. Right. But I think what he's listening to is them just kind of going over the plan, and Elijah is there. So as we remember, Elijah has claimed that he has a fancy way to save Elena from dying in the sacrifice that he was going to use on Catherine 500 years ago. Um. But David doesn't believe that it's real. He doesn't trust Elijah, even though he's so handsome. And he's just not having it. No, but Elijah does give a good breakdown of what happens um, for Klaus to break the curse. And I just want to give the quick recap for our listeners in case they can't remember. Please because do. Because I can barely remember all of this. It's also a Klaus. very convoluted plan that they've right. got going on. <laughs> so first, Klaus needs the Moonstone, which we know. He knows, or he also needs a witch to channel the power of the full moon. He also needs a vampire and a werewolf. And he needs to drink the blood of the doppelganger. Hey, to Elena. Yes. Hey, Elena. You're up, girl. And Damon is like, listen, that's stupid. Why don't we just have Bonnie kill him? And Elena's like, no, we can't. Bonnie will die. Damon says, I'll write her a great eulogy. Yeah. That was so <laughs> oh, Damon. And Damon has become kind of fond of Bonnie in this season, but he's just so off the reservation at this point that he doesn't care. Right. So <laughs> Elijah pulls out the elixir, which is in this like fancy ass old box in a dusty, like crystal file. And apparently it's he's just been hanging on to it for five hundred years. Like no liquid holds its That shit would have evaporated. It was in this very cloudy looking, disgusting glass. It was like a perfume bottle Mm -hmm. that was, yeah, it was gross. Yeah. So Damon's skeptical about that. I'm also a little skeptical about that because it's just very old. But. Seaman just really wants to come up with other ways. So he's like, why don't you just wear a Larix ring? And Elijah's like, the ring only works on humans. And Elena is a doppelganger. So technically that doesn't really count as human. So she'll probably still die. And Beth, you had a really good point here. I did. That why can't they just try both the (laughs) elixir and the ring? Oh, right. Yeah. Like, why not both? Like, why don't we have both gif? I know. You know, the little girl. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. And I think that that's just such a silly rule. Like, who on this show could actually wear the ring? It's Alaric, Jeremy, and Matt, and like nobody else. So I guess medi- some of the adults. Mediocre white man. In order for the ring to work. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> this was at this point. I just felt like this. These vampires have lived for how old are Damon and Stefan? Like Stefan's one hundred sixty-two. And Damon's a little older. It just seems that... the f- How have they lived this long? When they are terrible at plan... The plan doesn't make any damn sense. Well, and until a they lot came of back... It, a lot of it becomes about, like... Stefan's gut instincts and emotions... <sighs> about, like, a 17-year-old girl. Yeah. Right. There's some really fun stuff about that. But I think, probably... What we would assume up till now is that until they came back to Mystic Falls, they didn't really come up against any resistance in their lives. (laughs) Sure seems like it. And, I mean, Damon is truly losing his mind. Like, this has broken his brain. Again, his face is disgusting in this episode. He just is on a tear. So Damon's having trouble with that. I think, is this where we get the title card, or do we first check in with the Lockwood family? Yeah, first we go over to the Lockwood Manor, where... Uh, Carol, not Claire, is walking up the stairs. (laughs) Mayor Carol Lockwood. Still, they have not replaced her. There's no election. I forget what TV show I was watching the other day, but the mayor died, and then the deputy mayor stepped in, and I was like, why not his wife? (laughs) (laughs) That's how it works, right? We live in Chicago. That's how it works here. (laughs) Um, But yeah, Carol Lockwood is walking up the stairs, and she's on the telephone, and she's like... Tyler, it's your mother. I'm calling because I'm in the hospital and I've had a terrible fall and I'm in, and I really need you to come see me. And then she gets to the top of the stairs and we see that man, which is standing there. And she's like, why am I um, saying this again? And he's like, because you've had a terrible fall. And then he pushes her down the stairs so hard, and, and he, she like flips over the banister. Yeah, shirt. He, he like throws her over the railing, so yeah. she doesn't even tumble down the stairs. She just like splats on the floor. One right. of her shoes falls off. <laughs> I wow. did not notice that. Thank That's you. So dramatic. You're so RC welcome. The show. That's what I'm here for is for these really key details. <laughs> it was unpleasant. I felt bad for the mayor. I did too. <laughs> but. You know, sometimes when you live in Mystic Falls, Manwitch comes to your house and throws you down the stairs. It's, you know, just the cost of living. Nobody is safe. That's what this taught me. Yeah. So Manwitch has really been just skulking around a lot. He doesn't have a personality. And spoiler alert, this is his last episode. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't, I know he had a name, but I don't remember what it is. He's just Manwitch. For some reason, I know it's Alex. (laughs) (laughs) somebody has a crush yep me and man went forever so the whole thing of this is that they were talking back at the Salvatores about how Klaus needs a vampire and a werewolf and they're like oh does he have a werewolf and it's like well he'll get one so this is his way of getting a werewolf he's going to get Tyler back to town so that he can use him for the sacrifice which way to wait till the last minute? Like, the full moon is tonight. Yeah. The whole like, thing in this episode is the sacrifice is tonight, is tonight, is tonight, is the full moon. And yeah. he's just like scrambling to get his shit together. It's like he was wasting his time like going around town making creepy faces as Alaric and like crashing <laughs> school dances and dedicating songs to Elena. <laughs> but the whole plan seems to hinge on the fact that nobody knows what they're doing at yeah. all. Right. And Klaus has two witches on his side, and he can compel people more than a regular vampire. So, yeah, Tyler is probably now back co- coming back into the picture, so uh oh, do we care? Stropol. I cared. I was I just couldn't contain my excitement. <laughs> I cared because I thought I wouldn't have to see him again so I wouldn't have to deal with my (laughs) conflicting feelings about how stupid he is and the fact that he tried to rape Vicky in the woods and then everyone Mm. forgot about it. And then he tried to give Elena to the werewolves. Right. And then she hugged him. Oh, my God. Elena (laughs) needs better standards, just in general. Yeah. Elena needs an intervention Mm -hmm. big time. Across the board for every person she knows. Yeah. So I think then we go outside to where like Stefan is hanging out and Damon comes to talk to him and they're just having the same disagreement as last week and maybe the last two weeks about how they should deal with the situation. And <laughs> this is where Stefan is like, listen, I've just made this decision that I had to trust Elena because she gave me a chance. She, like, knowing everything about me, decided to be with me anyway. So I trust her instincts. That makes no sense. Except so centered Like, well, she thinks I'm hot. So, like, she must have good judgment. That means she has the worst judgment. If she had good instincts, you would be staked. You would be a veiny gray corpse at the bottom of a ravine somewhere with Amy Bradley. R.I.P. True. Preach. So they keep having this conversation, and suddenly it ends for some reason. I don't know. I have no idea what happened. So I do know that whilst (laughs) Stefan and Damon are fighting on the front porch about the same thing that they've been fighting about for two seasons, um, Elijah and Elena are having a quick catch-up inside. Um, And Elijah's like, listen, Elena we both know what's going on but I just need to tell you there's a chance that this old ass elixir might not work and Elena's like oh yeah I mean I know what I'm getting myself into so girl knows that she has the chance to die forever yeah later today I thought it was a very nice Elijah moment where he's like I need to be straight with you like Make sure, because as we know, as Elena has told us many times, Elijah is a man of his word. <laughs> he is. He tells it straight. He keeps it a 100. hmm And then he's like, why would you agree to go through with this? Like, what? And it's like, we have talked to this to death. You know why she would do this, <laughs> because she doesn't want everybody she knows and loves to get murdered by Klaus. But just in case anybody has been in a coma or something and didn't see the last few episodes, like Rose,
1: she (laughs) spells it out
0: again, like, if I don't do it, you know, I'm the reason for all of this, he needs me, and I wouldn't be able to live myself if I let everybody die, blah, blah, blah. So, yes, we know. Elena wants to be a martyr. I just realized Bonnie wasn't in this episode. No. (laughs) They talk about her. Because I was thinking about martyrs. Uh... (laughs) <laughs> so luckily that also means Jeremy wasn't in it because they've been having their secret uh, long-term slumber party in the witch basement with their Wi-Fi. Woof. <laughs> All right, M'Baku. <laughs> oh, my Sorry. That was a compliment, okay? Very dreamy, very dreamy. We are big fans of the movie Black Panther here. I don't know if you've seen it, Beth. I haven't seen it yet, yeah. I know. And then I you'll get too. the M'Baku reference, but he's a babe. Oh. He, he was... The revelation of the movie for me. Pretty. He wow. was like nobody really knew him going in. Well, probably people did. We didn't. I, and, you, But we know him now. I sure do. In any case, <laughs> this isn't the Black Panther Diaries. Those are private. <laughs> but uh, yes. So. We leave that lovely moment between Elena and Elijah, who are the only ones on the same page in this episode, pretty much. And we go to a kerfuffle in the vestibule of the Salvatore boarding house, where Aunt Jenna is there. When did she get there, by the way? Yeah, she just, like, waltzed in, <laughs> which is weird. And she, she has a to, crossbow. She had to be in this episode for one reason. Yeah. Which we'll get to. So she is now in the loop on things more or less. She knows about the vampires, and she knows that Alaric was Klaus, and so Alaric has come to the house. And I guess do they know that Klaus is back in his own body? They haven't seen him since he transferred over. I don't think. I feel like she doesn't because even though Aunt well, Jenna has Aunt Jenna been wronged. But oh, okay. Yeah, the other guys. I don't know. I don't remember. I'm too drunk. But <laughs> Aunt Jenna has gotten her hands on a crossbow. I don't know if she's been to Duke and hanging out with Vanessa. But she's pointing at a lark and being like, no, I know the truth. You're not a lark. Wah! And he's like, no, it's me. It's me. And so everybody comes running in and they're like, whoa, how do we know that you're a lark? He's like, Klaus, let me go. He let me go. Aunt Jenna, remember the first time we fucked and Jeremy walked in on us? <laughs> Oh, it was such a gross moment. And it reminded me of when Jeremy and Anna were getting hot and heavy, and Jeremy said, we want Aunt Jenna, or I want Aunt Jenna to walk in on us. Oh. And it oh, can't have been what he actually said, but it was definitely what it sounded like. Right. Anyway, people are always walking in on each other at the Gilberts because apparently they don't have locks and they don't knock. Nope. If you're living in a house with teenagers, you always knock. I'm sorry. You have to. You don't know what's happening in there and you don't want to. Like, if it was me, I would be sitting on a filthy bedroom floor, floor play, playing solitaire <laughs> with actual deck of cards and listening to Juliana Hatfield. But that could be disturbing in oh, its own right. I was definitely, uh, like, getting hot and heavy with randos. Well, yeah. For I know sure. That. We shared a room. <laughs> so while you were playing solitaire, even there care. was something going on in the other side of the room. <laughs> that is not true for all of our (laughs) listeners one summer i spent so much time upstairs in my room by myself our room playing solitaire on the floor that our mom made me like call somebody in the neighborhood to hang out who i didn't really hang out with anymore she's like you have to get out of the house call marissa hey marissa hey marissa (laughs) what up girl so yeah fun facts (laughs) from are you like really good at solitaire then no, We okay. are really good at listening to, like, angsty women rock of the 90s, though. Oh, well, that's, that's, still a great. Thing for that's me. That's a good lifestyle. Yeah. Hey, Juliana Hatfield is still putting out albums. Well, She's about to release an album of all Olivia Newton-John covers. I just want you all to know that. I'm into it. I'm into I am it. also. You're and into so it. is Olivia Newton-John. She tweeted about it. I oh, love wow. you, Juliana. Come on the show, Juliana. I love you. Please sponsor us. She can't afford to. Okay. You don't know her life. Maybe she <laughs> has this Anyway. Juliana, tell us about your finances. <laughs> At home. <laughs> what were we talking about? We were I, talking I'm, about Aunt Jenna and oh, her Yeah, and, Jenna, her yeah, and uh, getting walked in on by Jeremy, the worst thing I could possibly imagine. So she's like, okay, okay, it's, it's him. We can stop. So he's like, all right, so Klaus let me go because he has a message. The sacrifice is tonight. Woo. Because it's the full moon and he has all, he has the moonstone. I hope he's disinfected it. Or maybe not. He deserves an infection. Right. Can a vampire get an infection? I think so. But, yeah. Oh well, yeah, the, at the end of the episode. Right. Well, that's a specific kind of infection. Oh spoilers anyway so then we go to the hospital where mary carol lockwood who was just like tossed onto a hard floor from a great height is lying in a hospital bed totally spotless except her arm is in a sling right like this woman would have serious injuries from she would the at least have call. a neck brace come on yeah just like, in her case sh- her shoe f- flew off of her body <laughs> She would at least have like a bruise on her face. Right? She landed face down on yeah. the hardwood floor. But no, just just a sling, no cast, just a sling. And Tyler's like, "Hey mom, I'm here." He like dramatically turns around and is like, "It's Tyler. Where you been, girl?" <laughs> when he turned around, I thought, "Oh my god, it's the man-witch again." Cuz they do kind of look like they, they do, they do. Man-witch is kind of like if Tyler Lockwood was like widened a couple inches. Like in in his face and his body. Just stretch him out. Yeah. Oh my god, it's true. I mean no shade to either of them. It's just different body types and face and head sizes. <laughs> They're both very fit, okay? I mean I'm into it. I can deal with it. I don't think you can handle it. <laughs> so yes, Tyler's back in town. He's come to visit his mom. Good job. And I think we kind of leave that for a minute. Yeah, it's a very brief moment that we see Tyler having human emotion with his mom. And then we have to go to probably my favorite moment of the episode at the Mystic Grill. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) The fireplace is roaring at the Mystic Grill. We only have a brief moment at the Mystic Grill, but of course it's the best part. It's great. (laughs) So Matt is working as usual and Caroline comes bopping and is like, Hey Matt, I was hoping to catch you on your break so we could spend some time together. And we know that he's been kind of repulsed by her, but pretending, but he seems more willing to kiss her this time. So we're like, what's going on? So he's like, oh, well, I have my lunch in an hour. And she's like, okay, see you then. And then he, as soon as she leaves, he like looks all squirrely and then goes around the other side of the fireplace <laughs> and Sheriff Forbes is just sitting there waiting for her. He is cheating on his girlfriend with his girlfriend's mom. Yep oh shit I don't I, I can't I'm not really expressing how funny it was that he just like immediately like she was sitting there the whole time yeah and Caroline literally like, came in for two seconds there was no nuance like it wasn't hidden at all yeah also the fireplace is see through it's yeah. a fake fireplace made of glass so like <laughs> she should have been able to see her mom's face like 10 feet away from where she was standing. It was just very stupid in a very charming way. It was. It was fucking hilarious. I loved it. I'm here for it. So Matt is now having his clandestine meeting with Sheriff Forbes, but he's having second thoughts about this whole operation. And she's just like, yeah, my daughter, like, fuck my daughter. She's like, let's murder her. I'm not into this at all. She gives this whole speech like, listen, Matt, I get why you would say that, but she's pretending vampires are soulless. This is how I was raised, to be a racist. <laughs> right, exactly. She's like, I know that this is They're right not because like us. people have told me. And Matt's like, well, she doesn't really seem different to me. Like, she just seems like Caroline. Yeah. And then Matt, like, throws it back at Sheriff Forbes. He's like, well, if you're so fucking worried about it, why haven't you done anything? And I was like, actually, good point, because Sheriff Forbes doesn't do shit ever. She just, like, has secret meetings with her daughter's boyfriend. And she even brought up something that I remember from the one episode I actually watched with my eyes, Mm. which she was like, I trusted Damon, and that just shows you how you can never blah, blah, blah. It's like, nobody in their right mind would ever trust a man whose face looks like that. (laughs) who acts the way he does. Like, you're just an idiot. True. But the thing is that Damon really sincerely likes Sheriff Forbes and considers her a friend, as we learned... She's so swole. (laughs) Oh, god, I forgot about that.
1: (laughs) No, as we learned from the
0: episode with, like, the volunteer renovation picnic, (laughs) uh, when Sheriff Forbes first learned that Caroline was a vampire before having it compelled away... Damon was like, I'm not going to kill you, you're my friend, and he sincerely, like, cares about her. So she's also wrong about that, like, obviously he's been misling her this whole time, and sorry, misling is how we say misleading. It's a long story. Yeah. It's oh, a family. I thought it was a joke. word that I just didn't know. For many men, for, like, most of her life, our mom thought that the word misled was pronounced misled. And I just really like it. So oh my I god, I love it. Right I'm <laughs> it. I'm gonna say, right? I'm stealing this. Yes. Mysel. Mysel. So he's been, you know, misling her and, you know, not necessarily always helping her in the way that she wants, but he he likes her, he cares about her, he's her friend. And she doesn't get that now. I mean being Damon's s- friend is not necessarily a He's boon. still terrible. Yes. So anyway sheriff forbes is conflicted she's like well you know i i have a hard time seeing her not seeing my daughter like even though i know better i just need to know more which is a stupid excuse and it's terrible because we know from the one time that she came to like understand and accept caroline but caroline had to compel her for plot reasons i know and it's so sad that it's taking her so much longer now because caroline doesn't get to explain herself Let her speak. (laughs) Also, why does Sheriff Forbes have to have this secret meeting with Matt at the Mystic (laughs) Grill, where everybody is all the time? It's, like, literally the central neighborhood meeting place. Yeah. She presumably has some sort of office somewhere. She has a home. It just doesn't make any sense. Nobody's going to think it's weird that Matt Donovan is having lunch with Sheriff Forbes a few times a week. Right. That's not suspicious. So now that their meeting is over, I think we hop back over to the Salvatore boarding house where mm-hmm. Alaric is catching up with his old pals Damon and Stefan. They're pretty much asking him like what do you remember about your experience being um housed by Klaus? So they were like, Alaric, what was it like being overtaken by Klaus? Like what happened? And he's like, "Listen." I blacked out and i woke up like three days later i have no idea what was going on not for the first time i'm sure i know Ooh. that's what claire and i were thinking right away it was like <laughs> listen you've been on some benders with a lot of whiskey so <laughs> you've been here before yeah so they're going through all the shit again alaric's just like i'm lucky to be here <laughs> like how did alaric survive this I, the first time i watched this I was sure that Alaric was going to have to die for like this whole Klaus thing to play out. But it's just like, I borrowed your body and now you're fine. Loose ends. I don't care. I'm Klaus. Klaus Christ, he didn't even look tired. <laughs> not, not a very sound plan. There's a lot of flaws. Yeah, so they're talking through the plan some more and Elena's like, where's Damon?" And they're like, upstairs. So of course she has to go and try to talk Damon around to her way of thinking. And it's the stupidest idea. And I'm gonna let somebody else describe this scene, but the one thing I wanna say is that I noticed that the bed is placed really weird in Damon's bedroom. And I don't think it's in the same place it was when Rose was dying. Sorry, Rose. I think it is because I've been noticing it, like, you need, need to a have a huge ass room for it to be diagonal. Yeah, like it's that. diagonal, like, yeah, with the headboard facing a corner, but with not like up against the wall, like with a lot of space, right? It's like a featured object in the room. And it was like, really, there was a lot of sunlight coming in. So I guess I noticed it for the first time. But anyway, somebody tell what happened in the scene, because that's all I noticed. So Elena and Damon are having this age-old conversation, the conversation that they have every single week about how Elena is willing to sacrifice herself for the well-being of her loved ones. And Damon is like, listen, there has to be another way. And they have like kind of a tender moment where they're kind of like holding hands almost where Damon is being kind of honest that he doesn't want her to die. And she's like, listen, I'm ready to do this. And then Damon is like, "Listen, I thought of another way." And then he makes a boner face and he attacks her. And I like how we call it boner face now instead of face boner. <laughs> <laughs> Did I just start that Oh no, I've definitely done it before too, okay. but it's like <laughs> a whole other thing. <laughs> but they're also kind of similar. Yeah, right. Well, I mean, again. It cannot be stated frequently enough that his face <laughs> is a choice at every moment of this episode. Like, <laughs> true. Right. There's always something going on. There is. So he makes a face boner <laughs> and um, he bites his wrist and he starts feeding himself to Elena. So the idea behind this is that... If Elena has vampire blood in her system and she were to die later tonight, instead of passing away as a human, she would turn into a vampire. Mm -hmm. But this is totally fucked up. Quick editorial here is Mm -hmm. because Elena had no choice in the matter. Um, He force fed her and it's just really, really fucked up. And it's not the first time Damon's done that to a young woman. No. And it's not any better. I did like in the conversation before he does that, that he's like, Elena, you're playing a stupid, and she says, it's my life, Damon, but she doesn't continue to say it's now or never. I I had the same thought. I ain't gonna live, or I don't want to live forever. Is that the line? I ain't gonna live. That's so appropriate. I ain't gonna live forever. I just want to live while I'm alive. That's like the whole thesis of this episode. Right. Wow. I had I had a a different thought about a different pop culture reference, which throughout this whole episode, and I brought this up the other time I was a guest host on this podcast. But this I couldn't help but think about Buffy. Yeah. And mm-hmm. there's an episode of Buffy that is all about Buffy as a seventeen year old coming to grips with the fact that she is going to die, and I won't spoiler what, when, or why, or what happens, but. 16 years old the, oh she's 16 die. she's even younger but this is interesting to me in this scene that it's just a foregone conclusion that Elena is definitely going to die like one way or another she's most likely going to die and either she's going to come back to life through the dusty elixir or she's going to be a vampire but it's the, the idea that she might survive seems very unlikely and she is uh-huh. not bothered And she's not... She's totally unbothered by any of this. And it it, it was just an interesting... I have more thoughts on this later in the episode, but her choices seemed kind of inexplicable to me in light of her literal imminent death at 17. Right. Yeah. In any case. Buffy didn't want to die when she was 16. Buffy did not. It was very emotional. I love that scene. It's It's a great scene. Mophie is a good show. I hate Jossie, <laughs> but it's a good show. Same. But this, yeah, this scene, I mean, at this point, like, Stefan appears out of thin air to attack Damon, and they get in this big old fight, and it's just like, Jesus Christ, like, how have they managed to not kill each other in 150 years? Well, they were avoiding each other for most of that time. Oh, that's good. I would, too. Yeah. But, yeah, they throw each other around the room. Stefan punches Damon in the face a bunch, and then Damon shoves, I think, like, a snapped-off bedpost, maybe, through Stefan's stomach. It's not the first time that he stabs Stefan through the stomach or vice versa. It's just kind of a thing. It's a family... It's an inside joke. And he... Yeah, I I had questions about the fact that Damon was bruising Huffley and it, it just brought to mind some questions about, like vampire anatomy on the show so vampires bruise in the world of the vampire diaries but it heals real fast right so it shows up for like a second but then it's healed really really quick as long as they have blood as to Stefan's stomach wound which was very serious for they were all very concerned and alaric (laughs) well everybody comes running in and alaric's like jenna there's a fridge full of blood in the basement go get some I'm like, okay, Jenna's finally in the fold, and now it's like, get some coffee, honey. I know. <laughs> <laughs> like, why couldn't have a just went and got it? Yeah, he knows where it is.
1: Right, He's it would have been faster familiar if he with just got it first. He's
0: died and been resurrected in this house at least once. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that bothered me. But Stefan has to chug a couple of blood bags to be back in working order. But at <laughs> first, Damon runs downstairs and runs across Elijah who's like tidily putting the elixir back in its box and is like I guess we don't need this now you've just made it moot and he has some like shade to throw on Damon like you know nothing Damon Salvatore she'll never forgive you for this and never for a vampire it's a very long time oh Vampire burn. I feel like Never Forgive You is thrown ar- around a lot on this show, and it usually lasts no more than two episodes. <laughs> yeah. Like, remember when Damon killed Jeremy? <laughs> and Elena was mad about it for, like, four episodes. Not even that. Yeah. Like, she was back hanging out with him within two or three. I mean, I would forgive him immediately if it were me, oh, but she actually cares about Jeremy. I would actually like him more. <laughs> This was the point in the episode that it occurred to me that the music in the show is really a lot. There's yeah. always music playing, and it's ve- it was just very It's always dramatic. very bad. It's, it's always bad. I mean, bad, yes. It is bad, but it, it just always keeps you on edge it's always like the stakes are very high well like Mm -hmm. the the score is one thing but whenever they're playing like song songs they're always the worst songs (laughs) it's always a free cover band this episode was not as bad with that because I didn't notice it like as much as I usually do I didn't notice song I I was talking specifically about the score Okay. okay yeah yeah well that's fine it's doing its job stress me out man I don't know yeah So Elijah's like, all right, now that my elixir is useless, um, I'll be back at nine. We're going forward with this. And then we go to a quick moment between Aunt Jenna and Alaric, like in the upstairs hallway where he's like, oh, hey, so by the way, like I had kept all this from you to protect you, but I should have known that you could handle it. And Jenna is like, I don't think I'm actually ready for this jelly. I don't think you can... Ha- That's the second bootylicious joke you've made. Is it? Yeah. It is. Today? In this podcast, <laughs> In yeah. this very podcast. What was the first? <laughs> I don't remember. It's, I don't think you can handle this. Someone couldn't handle it. Uh, uh, I don't know. Apparently, <laughs> my brain is too bootylicious for you, babe. I said brain really weird. <laughs> In any case, um... They're, they're really turned on by this entire exchange, and it's very romantic. Yeah. And, and Jenna's yeah. like, I'm so glad you're back, and you're okay. And they kiss, so like, Jenna's freaked out, but she doesn't hate Alaric anymore, even though there is still the whole, to her, unanswered question of his not-actually-dead wife. <laughs> I couldn't have rolled my eyes harder at this scene. Although, I mean, Isabel is dead now. But they didn't even, like, talk about it. Maybe, like, Elena filled her in on all of it last week. I don't know. How convenient for Alaric. Yeah. So they're back together. And speaking of romance, we go back to the hospital where Mayor Carol Lockwood is lying in bed asleep. And Tyler is just gazing at her with, like, lust in his eyes. Oh. Or, like, if not less than clearly not familial love. Like, there is always some weird romantic tension between Tyler and Carol. And I don't think it was supposed to be there. Maybe those two actors just had boners for each other. Could be. Yeah. Hey, Michael Trevino and whatever that actress's name is, <laughs> please let us know if you were actually fucking during the filming of this show. We're very interested. Please call us. Five, five, five. <laughs> I recall that on this show, um, possibly not between a mother and her son, but there is some romance between those two generations. So oh. of. Julie Cooper. Oh, right? Oh, my oh, God. Yes. I totally forgotten about that. <laughs> Me, too. Yeah. I forgot that was the show. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Those yeah, are simpler times.
0: The other time that Julie Cooper was on a TV show, she's just... It's typecasting. Mm-hmm. She's sure always would. fucking her children's friends. <laughs> so, I don't yeah. really remember if anything else happens in this scene, but it's basically like Jules bobs in and pulls yeah. him away. And it's like, oh, great. He's with Jules. I don't think you met Jules. No, but I learned about Jules, and he. the the moral of the story is that he's bailing again, and everybody's really mad at each other about it. Yeah, because they run into Caroline in the parking lot. Caroline very nicely doesn't say anything to Jules about like, hey, remember when you locked me in a trailer and your boyfriend shot me in the head repeatedly and in the boob? That was cool. (laughs) <laughs> Wasn't it, was it that? I yeah yeah. Car- yeah. She she's being very sweet about it, but she's clearly really pissed off. And they have this very intense interaction that's all cut short because who comes out with his little hand claw, causing all kinds of trouble, but. It's Manwitch. Which, seeing him and Tyler in the same (laughs) shot made me realize that they are two different people, so that was helpful. It was Manwitch featuring Greta giving Caroline and Tyler matching aneurysms after they had this intense conversation like, Tyler, you're leaving again? that's stupid. Why are you friends with Jules? She's terrible. Good point, Caroline. And so now they're both unconscious, and probably not heading for anything good now we're very worried about Tyler and Caroline mostly Caroline <laughs> mostly Caroline yeah we're very worried about Caroline and Tyler's there too <laughs> um and we have a quick check-in with Stefan who's chatting with Elena and he's like listen I know that there's a lot of stuff going on and now that you've been bitten I've realized that we've never talked about you becoming a vampire so can we go on a quick day trip and Elena's like, okay, fine. And then they head out. So that's kind of a weird reaction, I thought, to what just went down in terms of Damon biting, or Damon feeding Elena, but yeah, to each his own. He's going to, you know, he has his own little agenda for this episode, so he whisks her away right. from all the drama. And we have a moment then, I think with Matt again, and he's like trying to call Caroline because they were supposed to meet up and he's like, where are you? We were supposed to get together. There's something I need to tell you. So it's like, of course, too late. He wants to have this conversation with Caroline about how he knows. Those two have really bad timing. It's true. (laughs) And I've lied before because we are at the Mystic Grill again and there's another quick scene where Damon is at the bar and Alaric comes strolling up. He's like, hey, buddy, because they're drinking buddies. That's how it all got started. And... Mm -hmm. Damon's like, I fucked up, and Alaric's like, yeah, and Damon's like, well, maybe I can fix it, and then Klaus shows up. Which yeah, is just, Klaus just waltzes in. He just comes in, and he's like, I would like to just tell you my entire plan for tonight. Um, by the way, it's happening tonight, and here's everything that I've got locked down, just so you know, and like, dude, just chill like you don't need to reveal your whole situation to your enemies yeah, he's like don't do anything stupid like this is happening get over it sorry like klaus they, is did, they didn't even know that he had a werewolf like he just was giving away way too yeah. and klaus notices a larynx sitting there and says thanks for the loner mate <laughs> Does he really say he that? He did say mate. Oh yeah. my God. It made me think he was Australian. Uh, he's, he's British, although Klaus and Elijah, like, when Elijah first showed up on the scene, he definitely had some kind of Eastern European accent, which has sort of gone away. <laughs> Klaus, when he first was in Alaric's body, was like, Katharina, I have missed you. But now they're both British. Klaus is just generally un-American. Yeah. His ethnicity is Like, un-American. Joseph Morgan, who plays Klaus, is British. And Daniel Gillies, oh. who plays Elijah, is Australian. So there's all kinds of things going on, and it's I think like, they might know, have true. just deferred to Joseph Morgan's accent. Where everyone's a worse actor has a different accent. Yeah, because Elijah doesn't talk like super British. He still talks in just like this kind of classy sounding. Yeah, he's very affected. My first note I wrote in this episode actually was that Elijah is living his best life. He's just like. Really playing it up. He's yeah. like really into describing the plan to everybody, <laughs> and he's like, "Guess what, guys? I don't know." And his suit is so well tailored. It's like he's yeah. He enjoys the finer things in his vampire life, and I believe that he is a finer thing. Oh, mm-hmm. we love Elijah. We do. We I mean, really yeah, do. He's fun. You haven't seen his better moments. No, I believe you so yeah klaus is trying to be intimidating and damon's like hey so buddy as long as you're here any chance we could postpone this whole sacrifice thing for just one month like you know there'll be another full moon in 28 days or whatever the lunar cycle is like i just got to get some shit fixed because he's suddenly like taking elijah's words to her like oh my god she'll never forgive me the only thing i can do to ever be in her life again is to make this not happen Which is stupid, because he already did it. So it doesn't really matter if it comes to pass or not, because he still did this horrible thing to her. So it's going to be at least two episodes before she can forgive him (laughs) and give him a hug. And Klaus is literally like, fuck you, no. Are you fucking kidding me? I've been working on this for fucking 500 years. (laughs) It is happening. I've got my witch, I've got my werewolf, I've got the moonstone, I have my doppelganger. Shit is going down. Yep. And he pieces out, and Damon's like, "So what if we got our hands on his werewolf? Then he wouldn't be able to do this." And Alaric's like, "You will die. You will definitely die." He just keeps on saying, "You would be dead to everything." Damon says, but then Damon's like, "Will you help me?" And Alaric's like, "What do you need?" Because he's ride or die for Damon. He is. Alaric should be smarter than this. He's a history teacher. He should have learned from the past. He is ride or die for Damon because he wants to ride Damon. But right. I have to say, I don't know how you all feel about this, but it was in this scene that I thought, like, I I like Alaric. He's the only person, I don't know if it was his character or the actor, but everybody else so far, like, their acting has been a choice. And (laughs) Alaric, like, seems like a, just like a, okay, normal dude. I mean, by Vampire Diaries standards, he is a normal dude. Yeah. He's human. He is a vampire hunter who's also friends with vampires, so he understands the varies of Supernatural. Yeah, he's he just seemed like... I, I could empathize with him. I was like, yeah. I yeah. understand his train of thought. Damon, I don't know what's going on. His, again, his eyebrows are like Hermione-level. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm a big Alaric fan as well. Oh, okay. so. go. Yeah, we like yeah. Alaric. Same. We're happy that he survived Klaus. I I just feel so honored that, like, I came to the right conclusion. You, yes, good work. And word. it's such a risk to say that you like a white man. I know, I know. I know. Well, in this show, it's a, a plethora of white men yeah. to choose from. So, And most of them are terrible. Yeah. Right. As in life. As in life. <laughs> so this big plan is that they're going to go to Alaric's apartment, which is where Klaus has been living ever since he possessed Alaric and basically has just thrown Alaric out. So Alaric comes back and Catherine's there. because She's still compelled to be there. And she's like, wow, you're fucking stupid coming back to this apartment. Like, run for your life, dude. <laughs> He's like, well, somebody had to be here to invite him in because his role in this plan is just to invite Damon into his apartment I don't buy that Damon has not been in Alaric's apartment. I'm sorry. I don't buy (laughs) it for a second. Wow. They were just covering their previous relationship. Yeah. I know the truth. Tell the truth, the Vampire Diaries. So he invites Damon in, and Damon's like, all right, you're done. Get out of here. (laughs) So basically, Damon just is here to talk to Catherine to see if she knows anything about where the werewolf is being kept. And she, this part confused me, actually. I wanted to ask, because Catherine reveals that she is not the vampire that Klaus is going to use in the ritual, and I just don't understand why. Why would he not use her? I think he has said before that he wants to torture her for at least 500 years. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) yeah. I think that's all we got, but... All right. I mean, that's sound reasoning. That makes sense. But Um, Catherine does disclose that... It's Caroline and Tyler and that they are in the tomb. And we might remember back to way earlier in the season when we didn't know about Klaus or like what the deal was with Catherine's plan, but she turned Caroline into a vampire for this, and she triggered Mason's werewolf curse for this, but then he died, so it had to be Tyler instead because she wanted Klaus to get killed during this whole process so that's been kind of the plan for a while so it's not super surprising that she knows that right i had forgotten about the fact that she was like the coordinator of all this bullshit so thanks for the reminder (laughs) i had kind of forgotten about it too but i was wondering how she knew about tyler and caroline so i guess she probably heard some of the planning with Manwich. but she's like i'm not going to tell you where they are i just want this to be over but then this part grossed me out Damon was like, listen, I fed Elena some blood. So if this happens tonight, then she's going to be a vampire and you're going to have to compete with her for Stefan's love forever. Oh, right. That's how she told. Me. Yep. And so she's like, fuck, they're in the tomb. I know. I but hated like, that. I hated it too. But I also didn't feel like Catherine was still like vying for Stefan's affection that much. It seemed to have fallen by the wayside, but it's it was kind just of bad because she wasn't imprisoned. Yeah. Yeah. But I think we're still meant to think that she's in love with Stefan and... I mean, who wouldn't be? What a babe. Because <laughs> they're, like, I I don't want to skip ahead, but the next scene is, I think, like, Stefan and Elena's hiking adventure, vision yeah. quest type thing. they really, <laughs> right. like, learn a lot about life. On yeah. one short hike it seemed like a really long hike to me they talk i mean elena's complaining about how they've been hiking for so long and they have to hike up this mystic fall but like (laughs) it's then they're just like strolling across a flat bridge it's like this you're young you're 17 this is nothing yeah it was clearly like a hiker's trail with that bridge (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's like we've been hiking for 15 minutes and my (laughs) legs are tired But before we actually get to the hike, we have a quick scene in the tomb with Tyler and Caroline, which I feel like I'm already doing Wiremen, but Caroline kind of comes to and they're both chained to the wall and Tyler's already been awake, but she wakes up and she's like, oh my God, and she starts pulling on the chains and Tyler says, I already tried. Like, you are a non-activated werewolf right now. Mm -hmm. She is a vampire. She is stronger than you. Let her try. (laughs) Uh, I was thinking the same fucking thing. I was like, (laughs) don't tell her. She's already proven to you that she's stronger than you are. I'm like multiple occasions. Fuck you, Tyler. But she says that the witches remained her because she's weak and Mm -hmm. she can't get out. And she says something about Klaus. And Tyler says, who the hell is Klaus? Mm -hmm. Tyler has never heard of Klaus that's insane to me I feel like we've been talking about Klaus for 20 years (laughs) Tyler's whole lifetime we've been talking about Klaus no yeah I was thinking the same thing but he was out of the loop right like he wasn't talking with anyone except for Caroline and I don't think that they told Caroline about Klaus until the dance Yeah, I figured, like, when they started talking about Klaus, because I feel like they were talking about the sun and the moon curse before we heard about Klaus. So it makes sense, but it still, like, blew my mind. No, yeah, for sure. It seems like it blew her mind, too, because when he said that, she was like, oh, my God, you should not have come back. Like, you don't even know what the situation is. (laughs) Right. You're in way over your head, kiddo. Right. And then we go to the fancy hike where... Elena's just, like, doing a QA and a with Stefan, like, so what's the best thing about being a vampire? What's the worst thing? Stefan is basically... My novice, like, he was explaining to her that, like, when you're a vampire, you become very emo, and, yeah. like... Everything ev- is intense. Everything mm-hmm. makes you despair, and you're mad all the time. I'm like, that's just me. That's my life. Am I a vampire? <laughs> well... <laughs> thanks so much. Everything's heightened, so the good feelings are, too. So it's basically, like, being bipolar. Fair. Right. I was like, "This is like what happens when I'm not on my meds. I just..." Simil- <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. You are a vampire. I thought right. I was the vampire in the family. I mean, I I think I'm paler than you. No. We're com- we're contest. comparing listeners. We're comparing skin. Oh wow! I feel like we're both pretty draw. pale. I think it might be, a might be slightly. Pale. <gasps> How dare you! I'm sorry. Yes. I'm just an unbiased observer here. Bullshit. I'm the whitest. <laughs> rigged rigamorous uh, so, so yeah they're hiking and talking and it's boring <laughs> but yeah. it, but what I noted from this scene also is that like at the beginning of the scene Stefan asks Selena like is there anything you want to say to me and she's like I can't and so the whole episode becomes about her warming up to revealing her true feelings and that's That's the true purpose of this hike. He's trying to exhaust her so much that she has no defenses to his questions. (laughs) And she straight up says no at the beginning. And he's like, well, we'll see. Yeah. Uh. It was like a complete disregard for what she actually wanted to talk about. And like, she just had a life altering attack, really. And Stefan thought that that was a perfect time to go on a nature journey. I don't know. (laughs) Which is just a weird choice. It's so downplayed because I didn't realize until, like, not to jump ahead, but, like, Mm -hmm. it didn't occur to me that she, like, truly was thinking, like, I am going to become a vampire tonight. And, like, that realization didn't hit me because it was just so, they're just, like, chilling by a a Mm -hmm. pretty waterfall and... You would think it would have more weight. Right. Yeah. And, you know, the episode is called The Last Day because it's Elena's last day uh-huh. as a human that Stefan's uh-huh. trying to make nice with an exhausting hike. I didn't get that. So I think then we go back to Alaric's apartment and Klaus comes home. Uh, home, I say. is <laughs> <laughs> <Catherine's>, like, <laughs> making coffee. And he's like, what's going on here? He, like, smells something in the air. He, like, Damon farted or something. <laughs> Catherine's like, I'm just making coffee. You want some? <laughs> she's so slick. Yes. And Klaus is like, no, I don't want any coffee. I want to know, like, what you've been doing. And sh- and he he's starts like choking compulsion on her. her. Yeah. He's compelling her. And she's been taking Vervain, so we know that his compulsion isn't going to work. But she's like, she... Holds her ground and she's like, I haven't been doing anything. Um, and then he's like, Take off your bracelet. So she takes off her bracelet. Did we know that Catherine's sunshine jewelry was a bracelet before this? No, I thought that it was just fucking random that he asked her. Her sunshine that. jewelry. <laughs> yeah. So that's interesting. I wouldn't have taken her for a bracelet girl, maybe like a belly button ring. I thought when <laughs> he originally, when he told her to take off her bracelet, I thought it was because we were about to learn that that's where she was storing her verbane, but she had previously told me you thought she was storing in her butt. So it's like, <laughs> oh, we learned something. Well, I thought she had the vial in her butt until she yeah. would like take a drop. But yeah, I also right. thought that he was suspicious that that was her verbane butt. Right. He tells her, take off your bracelet, go open the curtains and stand in the sun. And she's like, but I'll burn. This was also the moment when i it, it occurred to me. I don't know if the show is actually trying to do this, but like her being literally the same actor as Elena. That mm. And the two of them each like totally lack any agency whatsoever and very literally in Catherine 1864's case that she is being compelled to do things against her will yeah. and the, just the idea that like they're prisoner to these vampiric men in their lives okay. basically and it's well again I have feelings about this but yeah. later in the episode. It's kind of like a weird thing for Catherine because up until her getting trapped in the apartment she has been nothing but like calling all the shots like running around town fucking shit up and doing her own thing so this is like really weird to see her being like subject to somebody else's will and he just is doing this truly to like test her her servitude to him yeah basically and so she obviously isn't actually compelled but she has to preserve the illusion so she goes and lets herself burn in the sun for a while not knowing if he's gonna let her stop so I'm like at least you know She's doing the damn thing. Yeah, she's like committed to it for sure. So he finally is like, fine, that's enough. And she like zooms into a brick wall. Yeah, she's had enough. And then as soon as she gets out of the sunlight, Klaus is like, all right, so now I need you to do something for me. Yeah. Just asking and taking. Mm-hmm. So I think at this point we go over to the woods. Yeah. Or maybe back to the the tomb? The tomb. Well, he, Damon's in the woods heading to the tomb. Oh, okay, but right. You were right. And he encounters uh, Mr. Manwich. Yes, all right. So Damon and Manwich come across each other because Damon's on the way to the tomb to try and save Matt. Nope. Tyler <laughs> and Caroline. Yes. <laughs> and Damon and Manwich get into a fight. Manwitch is like, you really think Klaus wouldn't leave them protected? But again, everybody, everybody's plan in this episode hinges on nobody knowing what to do. Like, yeah. I, I would believe that Klaus would do that. Everybody's plan is terrible, but they're all so terrible that they, like, cancel each other out so things actually happen. <laughs> right. Um, so, Manwitch seems to be a good... Opponent for Damon. (laughs) Well, like, Um, Damon tackles him, but he has the power of aneurysms, so he just incapacitates Damon. But But luckily, I mean, no match for either of their, like, mystical, otherworldly powers is Matt with his (laughs) gun. (laughs) Yeah. Who's, like... He's just there. He thankfully did not listen to Caroline's dumbass mom. So, here's my question. Why is Matt there? Because... Matt has no reason to think that Caroline would be in these woods. He was not there when she got kidnapped, as far as we know. He's just walking around. Maybe he followed Damon, I don't know. Hmm. But it's never discussed. It's just true love. He just could sense where she was. Right. So yeah, Matt shoots Manwich, and I think Manwich is now dead. Good job, Matt. You, you killed a man. With a gun. Good to know. You can kill a man witch with a gun. Mm-hmm. It had wooden bullets, which Damon reveals, because yeah, he was hoping to kill them. But demon, wooden bullets seem like they would kill a vampire. What, why would that kill a witch? Well, I mean, getting shot with a gun would kill a witch. Okay. Uh, didn't I didn't know. I didn't know that. I mean, witches are people. Guns mm-hmm. can kill them. Oh. They don't have special powers? I mean, they shape? do, but it's not like healing powers like vampires and werewolves. Ah, uh, Okay are not invincible. The kind of witch that I am, I have special powers that when I get shot with wind bullets... I As kill. we know from Buffy, a witch getting shot can <gasps> die. Oh my god, you're right. Spoilers. We, I didn't say it witch, never, witch It never happens on that show, so... <laughs> oh, now I'm sad. I know. Sorry. <laughs> I you should be Beth Matt the Witch Slayer. <laughs> <laughs> and... So Damon goes over to him and takes the gun, says, you're lucky I already screwed up once today or you'd be dead, and then pistol whips him into unconsciousness. Right. And before that, he's like, where's Caroline? Oh, yeah. Matt's real mad. Yep. And Damon's like, I'm here to rescue (laughs) her. I'm here to (laughs) rescue her, you idiot. (laughs) Although Damon would have been fucked, I feel like, if Matt wasn't there. Yeah, it's true. It was just like, yeah, very coincidental. But Matt is now unconscious in the forest. Yeah, and Tyler. I think next is Tyler and Caroline, right? Yeah, like they don't know any of this is happening. They're just chained together in the tomb and having some words. So a lot of heart to hearts in this episode. We've got Stefan and Elena having a hiking heart to heart, and you have Tyler and Caroline having a chained up in the tomb heart to heart. You know, as you do. I can't tell you how many times I've had serious conversations with. Unrequited crushes in a tomb. <laughs> Same. <laughs> it's just an everyday circumstance around here. So Caroline is pretty much like, "Listen, Tyler, why did you leave me?" And I thought it was so weird that she said, "Why did you leave me?" Because know, they weren't. weren't a couple. They weren't. That's it. something you say about like your ex. Yep. Oh, I just assumed that they had been a couple. No, he kissed her once, but she was like, "Hell no, I love Matt." right but she was there for him through like the hard time of his first werewolf transition and he i didn't understand why she was being so nice to him because as far as i recall like the last we saw of them together was him not helping her when she was being shot and tortured by his friends right but she's like you shouldn't have left i could never hate you tyler I know. For some reason, she feels really bad for him because she thinks that he's in the same position that she is with transforming into this mystical creature yeah. without any support. But Tyler's all like, "Listen, I thought you deserved better, and I was worried that you were going to hate me." And I'm like, "That's a fucking lie." He was just trying to protect himself. Yeah, he burned all his bridges and fled right. instead of facing it. But they get interrupted because Damon comes in and is like, hey, Caroline, let's go. And he's just going to leave Tyler there, which makes sense because the last thing that Tyler did when he was in town was infiltrate the lake house and try to let his werewolf friends kidnap Elena to sacrifice her. Right. <laughs> Although he claims to not know that she was going to die. But anyway, Caroline's like, I'm not leaving without him. Okay, Caroline. <laughs> So then, Damon, go ahead, goes ahead and unlocks <laughs> Tyler too. Go ahead, Damon. Did I mention that we're drunk? <laughs> we don't need to mention it. It's elephant. It's <laughs> elephant. I was gonna say it's self-evident, but then I was just gonna say evident, and it came out elephant. Okay. <laughs> elephant is like a denture <laughs> yeah, cleaner for <laughs> elves. For elves. <laughs> Anyhow. <laughs> Sponsor us all the day. <laughs> Let's Create this product and make them a sponsor. That's how it works, right? But Caroline so, is being yeah. very protective of Tyler, who she's over empathizing with, because sometimes women have this problem mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. trash men in our lives, and she needs to just cut that tie and leave him to die. Let that shit go. <laughs> yes and so Damon goes ahead and (laughs) and lets Tyler go and says don't make me regret this Wow. and then we go back to the hiking trip where they finally reach the top of the waterfall and Stefan's like listen bitch I've climbed Everest (laughs) yeah it was like just an opportunity for him to do a humble brag (laughs) that was why he took on the hike it's like sunset and they're still having this conversation. They kind of get to the point of like, why do we never talk about this? Or Elena's like, did you never think about me becoming a vampire before? And he's like, of course I did. And she asks, why he didn't ever bring it up. And he says, "Well, if it had been an option, I know that you would have brought it up." And I'm like, "That's a really stupid way to have a relationship. Like, you should probably talk about these things." Right. That's what was so shocking to me is that they had never talked about it up until this point. Because yeah, it seems like if they had, they would have had to break up. Yeah. Which. Okay. Like, how how serious can you really be? But if they should was never, never been the <laughs> No, I totally agree with you. But like, once they were, you have to have that fucking conversation. And it makes me think of Twilight, Uh where Bella just, like, the whole time is like, make me a vampire. I want to be a fucking vampire. Let's vamp the shit out of each other. And Edward's like, no, your soul, forsooth, I cannot do something to so pure a genteel woman as thou. (laughs) That's not how Edward talks. I'm just drunk. (laughs) But, yeah, so it's like... A reverse Bella because Elena finally admits in this scene that she doesn't want to be a vampire that she wants to grow up and make choices as they come about like having kids and she didn't think that it would be like this and, and she that even, was like the goes twist. so far to say is like I don't want to be a vampire Yeah. and honestly I didn't see that coming. this was mm-hmm. this was the scene if if I may, this Please. Was, I've been building up to my Buffy feelings, and this was the scene that was the source of those feelings. And I was thinking about Twilight also, because I assumed that at the beginning of their hike, what she wanted to reveal was that she was, like, weirdly excited about becoming a vampire. She was intrigued by it. And I, I liked that there was that turn. It was interesting for her character, but it also just made me realize that, like, here, like, Buffy non-spoilers, it I it never occurred to me that there's not a moment on that entire show where you're, like, Buffy is facing turning into a vampire. Like, she faces yeah. being killed by a vampire, but never having to think about, like, becoming a vampire. Even, even since dating a vampire. Even to be with her vampire boyfriend. And I think that that, that kind of romance of... Uh, well, a woman, a human woman is going to be turned into a vampire so she can eternally be with her vampire boyfriend is a very, like, compelling romantic trope, but Mm -hmm. it's also so fucked up. And, like, just the idea of this eternal romance being an ideal is I, I liked that this show didn't necessarily go down that path even though if they're they're like clearly also like trying to have their cake and eat it too like she doesn't want it to happen but it right. might happen and then it would be like so sexy for the two to be like vampires <laughs> together forever and they can zoom on each other they right? Can. yeah so but she's not here for it and there's a point where I think they bring up Damon and, like, why they would do. he do this? Yeah. And Seven's like, well, he's in love with you. And Oliva says, he doesn't even know what love is. And I don't know if I do either. I'm only 17. I'm yeah. like, yeah. record's right. Records. Yes. It's yeah. yeah. like, to- like, like, what? Okay. My notes say, sh- in all caps, she is 17. I mean, I could have guessed that, but it the show doesn't play like she's a 17-year-old. No. Yeah. But it's also like, hey, Stefan, to whom I've said I love you many times, I'm not sure I know what love is. <laughs> right. Oh, boy. Yeah. And maybe you should realize that you're dating a 17-year-old for whom that's normal. <laughs> and that was the other piece of my Buffy note for this scene is that on that show she has a vampire boyfriend at seventeen, but it's clear that they can never be together. Like that relationship can never exist. That's mm-hmm. a terrible relationship. Yeah. Is that gonna be the case on this show? I don't know. But the, but I don't know how they how never treated that way. How could you possibly you can't yeah. make a healthy relationship yeah. out you of absolutely those? Two can. Yeah, it was always like, like a doomed tragic thing on Buffy, but here it's just like which of the vampires is Elena gonna be with? Right. <laughs> right. But they do never address the long term. Like they've just let it exist how it is in like present day without going down yeah. that path. Um, I was proud of Elena when she's talking about the fact that Damon doesn't understand love because of the very fact that he attacked her. Yeah. yeah. And, and I like, thought that awful. that was kind of a moment of growth for her because yeah. I don't, I don't think we've seen that from her in the past, like this whole thing. Um, so I was really happy to see Elena yeah. kind of take a stand for herself, for sure. She definitely like at this point in this episode, she starts to like have some agency, which mm-hmm. I like before. Like she and her Catherine eighteen sixty four doppelganger, like they they have agency, but they don't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that's I'm spoiling the next scene. <gasps> I think I'm sorry. Yeah. So basically, they've hiked up this thing just so Alina could be like, sorry, but I don't want to be with you forever. I don't know what love is. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to live forever. I want to know what love is. So many good songs. We're just singing of the storm here. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, and then they... Go back, and we see that they have driven Stefan's ridiculous old red car. Oh right, (laughs) because they drive back to the house, and Klaus is just waiting outside. But actually, I think that's the next scene, because first we had to go to the forest, (laughs) where suddenly Tyler starts changing. Oh my god, I got real. Well, no, that before that happens, this is the part that I liked with Elena, that she like Stefan is like, no, don't go with him. You don't go with Klaus. And she's like, you know what, Stefan? Like, I'm doing it. Close your eyes. Well, that happens after this. No, that's... My chronological notes indicate otherwise. I wrote, that fucking car, Tyler is changing, Klaus comes to collect. Well, (laughs) I do have a brief... um, (laughs) Differently. (laughs) A brief check-in at the tomb before we get to the car scene, I think. um, Where Damon, Caroline, and Tyler are leaving the tomb. And then they find Matt laying with his (laughs) gun. And Caroline's like, what did you do to him? Yeah. He's like, he had wooden bullets. He could have right. killed me. Man, which killing how, wooden bullets. How embarrassing would it be to be a vampire who's like 170 years older or however old Damon is and to get killed by Matt Donovan? It would be so embarrassing. So a lot about Damon that's embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah. And then we go to the emotional scene with, with Klaus coming to collect Elena. Right. I just wanted to jump ahead. No, it's good so they're like making out and telling each other they love each other and it's like you both are sure of the fact that she's going to survive this as a vampire and you're, you're acting like you're never going to see each other again the weird thing about this scene for me was okay i get like being hot for somebody and like wanting to make out with them all the time but i don't think i would spend what are quite possibly my final moments with my significant other like fucking making out with them. Like I might look at their face or say like a nice sentence. I don't fucking know. (laughs) I wouldn't be like making out with them like straight up. Beth, let's really like imagine that you are here with Mike and I'm about to turn you into a vampire. (laughs) What would you say to Mike? (laughs) Well, this is putting me on the spot. I'd be like... Listen, I had to know you. <laughs> I'm really glad we were married for like six months before this happened because we got to file our taxes together this year and we're getting a big refund. So use that refund for my funeral. Yes. <laughs> Please give me a good funeral and take care of our cats. I love Aww. you. You're the best human.
1: Aww. Like I would try and
0: like say as much shit as I could. Like I wouldn't yeah. be making out with him. I don't think. Sorry. <laughs> but I, I understand. I think... You know what I'm saying? Because they, like, made out, and then they, like, stop for a second, and then they just made out again. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like if it was true love, they would be, like, trying to tell each other all of the well, final things. it's not true love, because another right. thing about the fact that Elena is 17 years old is Elena legally can't consent to much of anything. <laughs> so she's being turned into a vampire. She's dating a 200 year old like mm-hmm. and she's literally not able to consent to any of this legally yeah it's bad it's really bad and I think just going back to what you was saying before that it shows like I think a shallow understanding of like what love is for them to spend their final moments only making out with each right. other and not being able to tell each other anything besides well, Beth, I love you, I as- love you let me ask you another question if you cannot <laughs> remember being 17 were you? if you were dating somebody when you were 17 imagine what I you would have done <laughs> like <laughs> if you can put yourself in your 17 year old self's shoes that is exactly what I would do if I were right, about to become you're a right. I'm looking at it as a 30 year old drunk woman which is <laughs> which I, you, which you should because that's how the show is treating her. It's right. not as like a child, but the protagonist no, is a really of the show. No, that's a really good point. I don't know. I don't remember the I don't remember it enough to know how I would have reacted. Just a lot of you know, I don't, I don't know. A lot of feelings. We were clearly sitting and listening to Julianna Hatfield and playing solitaire. So yeah. <laughs> that's what I would have done. So anyway, They make out, and Elena (laughs) turns to Klaus and is like, Thank you so much for coming. (laughs) The best. Oh, my God. She tells Stefan to close his eyes so he doesn't have to watch her walk away. And Klaus takes her out somewhere. Then we go back to the woods where Tyler is changing even harder. I was really excited. My notes got all caps here because I really wanted to see. I wrote... I am so pumped to see a VD werewolf doing doing yoga. <laughs> oh, yes, because in Tyler's transformation, he goes into a really solid upward-facing dog. Yes. He does also, like, a cat pose and then into an upward-facing dog. Yeah. It was and good. And his limbs are cracking. That core strength, man. <laughs> so Caroline's like, and Tyler, we have time. It's fine. We can still get you to the slave dungeon. And he's like, no, you have to go, Caroline. And... Then he starts changing for real and lunges at Caroline, but Damon intercepts him and tackles him, and oops, he gets a little nip. Uh-oh. He does. And it's kind of, like, over really fast, so you could assume that maybe you imagined it, but spoiler alert, he got bit. <gasps> and we know that that's bad news. Yeah. R.I.P. Rose. We worried. R.I.P.? oh The character Rose got I bit think. by a werewolf. I remember Yes, so that's dramatic, but then we have to go back to uh, Alaric's bachelor pad. <laughs> the blown-up wall. Yeah, where Klaus is watching some surveillance video of a lady in some kind of dungeon, and we're like, what? Yeah, She's this also, also doing yoga. Suck. Yeah. And I... Obviously, can't read my notes. <laughs> Nonsensical at this point. Right. So, Klaus is watching his iPad or whatever the early version, Windows version of the iPad was. And Damon walks in and he's like, Listen, you need to postpone this ceremony because I've killed your witch and I stole your vampire. So, you're shit out of luck. And Klaus is like, LOL. I've been trying to do this shit for 500 years. You think I don't have a backup of everything. I've got a backup witch. I've got a backup werewolf. And then he shows Damon his old iPad, and he's like, see? And it's Jules that he's got on lockdown, and she's going through her transition, like, right now. And I'm like, darn, Jules, what a shame. (laughs) Ugh. She's the worst. It does seem improbable that, like, Damon is truly... Flummoxed at this, he's like, "Wow, you th- there's another werewolf <laughs> in the You've world." You thought of everything. Klaus has a funny line. He's like, "The thing about werewolves is they tend to travel in packs." Mm. <laughs> I know a lot about dogs, and that's true. Mm. <laughs> so he has the backup, which is which is Greta, and I don't know if they all know that Greta is there. I don't think they've seen her, and Elena meets her in a minute, but. The Martin family was just like obviously a big part of the season but there was never anything compelling about them at all yeah. and Greta most of all, it's like the whole time Jonas and Luca were trying to get her back but she just is like into Klaus and happy to be there but we know nothing about her, she's just like, I am a witch who wants Klaus's as D probably <laughs> so that's stupid but he says, and I and back up vampire, well that's easy and he like throws a hood over Damon's head or something dramatic. We're like, oh, shit. Just for emphasis. He's a, he's a fanciful guy. Yeah. There was actually a very key part of this scene that gets kind of, like, in the background where Catherine is there at first, but when it's clear that Damon and Klaus are going to have to have, like, a conversation, he, he says, Catherine, give us a minute. And I think that means that Catherine's allowed to leave now. Oh, Oh, that makes so much sense because that was another moment where I thought, again, the acting is such a choice for everybody on the show. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. she really, she's like, I realize that you cannot see (laughs) my impression of her, but she's like, like twisting her head around and like flipping her hair and making these like very suspicious eyes. Like, hmm. Yeah. (laughs) That makes sense. She's like having a revelation. I thought she was just (laughs) acting. (laughs) Wow. No. She was acting with a lowercase a. That's good. I didn't pick up on that, Claire. Well, you have seen the show, it's Claire. It's true, I have. I'm yeah. actually not sure if that's the case, but I think it is. I mean, Alaric's apartment is clearly a studio, so there wasn't any time for <laughs> them to have alone time unless right. you left. So. And then are we back in the... Well, they go to like some basement. It's not the tomb, but it's a similar Oh, yeah, because Caroline and Matt are still in the forest. Damon just zoomed away and left them there with a werewolf. (laughs) And for some reason, Caroline could not zoom Matt away. So instead, they're running for where they were trying to take Tyler, which is the old Lockwood slave quarters, a.k.a. dungeon. Mm -hmm. And they're going to lock themselves in the cage so Tyler can't get them. And... So they, like, deadbolt the doors, and then wolf Tyler comes in, and he's just a cute puppy. That was I know. my literal note, because I was excited to see what the VD werewolf would look like, and mm-hmm. it was just a puppy. It was yeah, a sweet puppy dog. Eyes. I know. And Caroline's like, Tyler, it's me, it's Caroline. And I don't honestly remember, like, what happens in this scene. Does it resolve it anymore? No, no think- he, like, kind of snarls, and it seems like she's holding the chain, but it, yeah. She doesn't have a way to fasten it, so she's just kind of, like, holding it against the Matt the has the gun pointed at his best friend. Yeah. <laughs> so that, okay, that's a cliffhanger. First of several. Mm-hmm. Um, next is that Damon wakes up, and he's still in Alaric's apartment, and Catherine's there, and she's, like, feeding him blood. And she's like, listen, I'm really sorry. I had no choice. I had to pretend I was still compelled. He made me call her and draw her out. And he's like, "What the fuck are you talking about? Who did you who did you call? Who a are ghost you gonna cluster? Call? <laughs> I had the same thought. And we see Elena going through the woods with Greta, and she's like, "Oh hey, I met your dad and your brother. They were trying to find you." And she's like, "I wasn't lost." Yeah, and she's not sad that they're dead. Mm-mm. I'm like, "Wow, I hate her." <laughs> I mean, her dad was kind of an asshole, and her brother was kind of an idiot, but they didn't deserve to die. No. Well, I mean, Dr. Martin fucked some shit up. But he made some mistakes, die. yeah, for Luca sure. Luca got flamethrower to death while being astrally projected. <laughs> yeah, that shit was fucked up. That's a bad way to go. That's what you've missed on this show. I mean, I'm into it. It's sounding more like <laughs> Charmed, my other favorite show. <laughs> so, they... To a clearing in the woods, and who is lying there, seemingly dead? <gasps> it's Aunt Jenna. Oh my god, I was so worried when I saw her beautiful blonde hair. Which, again, she appeared to have just turned up in the beginning of this episode just to get myrtleized yeah. at the end. Mm-hmm. Elena goes running and she's like, Oh my god, no, Aunt Jenna, no. But then Aunt Jenna pops up and she's like, ah, What's going on? <gasps> what is going on? Guess what? She's the new backup vampire. <gasps> right. Greta's like, she's not She's not dead. She's transforming. She's in transition. Uh, in transition, yeah. And everybody is like, ah! And then we go back to Damon and Catherine, and he's like, why couldn't you just use me for the ritual? And Catherine says, well, he said you were useless because you're as good as dead. And we reveal the, like, crook-of-his-arm bite from Tyler. Right. He has the fatal werewolf bite, just like his little buddy Rose. And we know how well that went. She had hallucinations, went on a murderous rampage, and then died a very painful death. Oh. Yeah. (laughs) R.I.P. Rose. I I, I was a little confused that, again... Klaus has been planning to do this for five hundred years and he has a backup vampire, but like he couldn't scrounge up any other vampires to be at the ready. He has to like wait like turn a human into a vampire and then just like hope that she'll turn in time for the virtual like I mean turning somebody into a vampire is a really quick process on this show. It is, but it just seems like there are plenty of vampires to choose from in the world. I think the reasoning would probably be that Somebody who has been a vampire for any amount of time would be harder to catch. And if it's just a human, you can just click turn turn him into a vampire and kill them before they know what the fuck is going on. But also for dramatic effect of it being Aunt Jenna. Yeah. I feel like if I was close, I would have my ducks more in a row before I was starting to put this whole plan into action. I mean, he had his ducks in a row enough to have a backup werewolf, and that was really the most important part. True. Because you can't just make anybody into a werewolf. They have to have the gene. Where's Bonnie? She's still hiding in the witch basement. Well, she best get to where Jenna is. Well, this is all a big cliffhanger because they're at the site of where the ritual is going to be. And Jenna's there. She's turning into a vampire. Jules is going to be the mm-hmm. road. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Elijah's waiting in the wings to play his part. We don't know what's going to happen. Wow. Damon has a fatal werewolf bite. Do you think he'll die? No. Stefan is <laughs> still standing in the driveway with his eyes closed. Probably touching <laughs> his lips like Catherine did in that one episode. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. So that's the end of the episode is Damon's werewolf bite. Ouch. Oof. Wow. I'm not worried about him. <laughs> Just because I feel like he's too important to die. So like maybe he's strong enough to fight it off or some weird shit. I don't know. (laughs) But what happened to Rose, I don't think will happen to him. That's just my prediction. It's a solid theory. No Uh, comment. I don't know why, but that's just what I say and I'm sticking to it. (laughs) My theory is that this is his last episode and he's dead just because of wishful thinking. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, we could be so lucky, but we'll see. So, somehow there are still two episodes left in this season. This felt like it needed one more minute and it would have been the season finale, (laughs) right? (laughs) That's determined that the next two episodes are all going to be the ritual. (laughs) Yeah, it could be. I really think it could be. No comment. Okay. I know exactly what happens in both episodes. I was reminding myself of the timeline. Wow. I can't wait. (laughs) I don't want to wait for a Oh, no. I'm, I mix up Stefan and Damon. Oh, that's never oh, happened on worry. the show before. I mean, I, I would be okay with Stefan's life being over, but I especially want Damon's life to mm. be over. But that's just me. Because of his acting or because of his personality? Because of everything. Because of his disgusting face. <laughs> I'm a very pale person, as we previously established on this episode. But he is so sickly looking, and his hair is just tragic, and his yeah. expressions, and also everything he says and does, mm. just all bad, hundred percent bad. Wait, right? Well, how was... do you feel about Damon? I love him. Mm. Right? I think he's so dreamy. I love his sickly skin. <laughs> <laughs> you love his face dreamy. Did you really love when he was dancing in the rafters with his shirt open? <laughs> with <the> oh my okay. god. <laughs> like, that was literally the first episode I'd ever seen. In this show. <laughs> was that the last episode that you did with us? It was the only episode I've oh. seen. Except for this one. it's it's one thing to hear people talk about Damon, mm-hmm. and it's another thing to see his choices. Damon is the most popular character on this show. That does not surprise me, not in a good way. Yeah, yeah. That, there are moments where I like Damon. There Me are moments too. Moments when I hate him. Me too. There are moments when I like him because of the, where the show is going. Even though I know that in my heart I hate him as a concept, I just have to go on this journey. I understand. I I know what you mean. He's a spike. Well, I have feelings about that too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, good episode. Really good episode. Of the show and this show, I think. It's not over yet because we have to answer a few questions. We do. Who do you want to punch? Drum roll. Rose. Who do I... I don't want to punch Rose. It's Rose's turn first. (laughs) Who do I want to punch? Um... Who well, I want to punch is Damon. Yeah, I'm <laughs> because, shocked. As previously stated, because of his stupid face and his eyebrows, everything about him is repulsive. And there's, I'm gonna save it for wire men? Okay. Spoiler: My answer is still Damon. Yeah. But please, who who do you want to punch, Claire? I want to punch Tyler Lockwood. Oh. Just because he hasn't been around for a while, and I'm still mad at him. And I also want to punch Damon, but he's already taken. (laughs) We can all punch Damon. It's fine. Yeah. And Tyler's just, you know, he hasn't paid for what he did to Elena because she hugged him, so it was fine. Caroline's being way too nice to him for what he did to her, and I don't like it. I don't want it. Beth? Well... Given your choices, I'm gonna have to punch Klaus. Yeah. Um, he just would not postpone the transition or whatever the ceremony we're having is. Um, and he's kind of the catalyst for all of these changes that we're, that are about to take place to our characters. Mhm. He needs to be a little more flexible with his schedule. Right. He's yeah. also a cocky dickwad, so there's that. I'm going to start a band called the cocky dick. <laughs> That's actually a horrible name. I regret it immediately. I'm sorry. I said it. Um, I mean, it's accurate. He does have a good face though. He's yeah. kind of cute, right? No, he's not bad. Like he's not yeah. Elijah, but he's cute. He's not Elijah. They're both kind of cute in a British way. Elijah is a babe. He's all right. I will brook no argument. He's, I mean, compared to the other men on the show, <laughs> Speaking of men, why are they? You had some wow. nice flavors. <laughs> why, why are they indeed? I, again, I think when I was last on this episode, I had the exact same answers, but it's because Damon is truly <laughs> terrible. And what is especially egregious about him to me is the fact that, as Claire said, I believe that he's the most popular character. And I'm sorry to anybody listening to the show who really loves Damon, but just the idea of having this like straight up abusive shitty like just like hyper like like he's this troubled brooding guy who you're supposed to find romantic why because Jordan can't he read. Means, why why Jordan Catalano can't read but he's even worse than Jordan Catalano because he's he's like actually murderous yeah. and he if he I miss I'm gonna go out on a limb and assume that there's some point in the show <clears throat> when he and Elena are an item because it just seems like it's being foretold. No comment. And it's it just sickens me because mm-hmm. this message of he's he's like if Edward Colon were like more troubled. It's like if Edward and Jacob were. Mashed together Because right. Jacob was like oh, yeah. The domestic abuse option Right He's mm-hmm. he's just like You're supposed to find him appealing Because he's He loves Elena so much And he's just so You know w- Whatever Brooding And sad And, and tragic and, and she wants to like Help him Right, right. Yeah. Which is Ugh. Which is such him. a destructive message That you see And it's It's not at all uncommon And that's why it's, it's Like so egregious to me So mm. I, I, for all the women out there you don't have to settle for an abusive piece of shit man who no, makes you, you feel like he really needs you because he's so broken yep. do not go for the daemons of the world they're bad pay full price for a real person who isn't broken right even even if it has to be like a Stefan right. well, it's no. still an upgrade no it's stuffin'. still an upgrade from Damon. it's an upgrade <laughs> uh, I'm I feel like they're equally bad. They're bad in some in of the same ways, but also in different ways. In which sometimes I find Stefan more deeply upsetting because mm-hmm. he has the veneer of being the good one, whereas Damon at least is like, "I'm an asshole and I'm owning my faults." But then again, right. like, so Stefan like, is more insidious. Literally acknowledging mm-hmm. that you're terrible doesn't change it doesn't the fact make that it you're any better. That's very true. But it's like less gaslighty. Fair. Again, I have not witnessed Stefan in the flesh as much. I wouldn't recommend him either. Yeah, no. Do you guys watch Love on Netflix, the show? I I watched the first season. Okay, yeah. yeah. There's a moment when she's like, just because you think that you're nice doesn't mean that you get Mm. to get away with this. And, like, that's something that's really, like, rung true, I thought... That stuck with me, especially in like a Stefan type situation where it's like, just because you pretend that you're nice and you seem like a nice guy doesn't make the shit that you're doing any better than if you were like a total asshole, like a Jamin. That's true. Right. I love Gillian Jacobs. Oh my God. She's my hero. She's great. I love her. (laughs) I mean, my, there's all sorts of wire men shit, but Mm -hmm. the thing that really hit me the hardest was making Jenna go to fetch the blood. I'm not over that. Wow, yet. yeah. It yeah. was such a throwaway moment. It was like, Aunt Jenna, you're the most useless person in this room. Just go fetch a snack. Right. And uh, I totally agree with you. And I think that that moment was not thought out, right? It was just like, oh, Aunt Jenna has to go get it. Yeah, yeah it was like, the probably woman. there was no intention between mm-hmm. behind writing it that way. It was just like, oh, obviously. And also like, aunt jenna is new to all this and she just witnessed somebody with like a giant stab wound in his stomach she might be like feeling a little unpleasant right now like maybe oh aunt jenna let me like go sit you down and get you some water yeah Uh, something that really bothered me was the fact that stefan took elena on this like whole fucking hike journey just to like give her the opportunity to come to terms with her feelings like it's her last day as a human let her decide what she I wants know, to do that. right <laughs> like if somebody took a long a vertical hike my last day as a human i would be so fucking pissed off and and he wouldn't tell her where they were going before they left which also really bothers she me. didn't know what how to dress <sighs> and then there's a point where they're like at the waterfall and she's like can't you just do your vampire jump thing and get us up there and yeah. he says, no, you're a human, so you got to earn it or something. Mm-hmm. It, just, uh, it just bothered me so much that Stefan took it upon himself to choose how Elena could spend her last day yeah. mm-hmm. and wouldn't even tell her about it in advance. And also that the show, tri- like, it was the right decision in yep. the world of the show. Like, he knew best for her. It's like, what if she wanted to, like, go say goodbye to Bonnie just in case everything goes wrong? (laughs) Like... No, she wanted to do this terrible 15-minute hike up a (laughs) waterfall that really just hurt her body. Uh, It was a rough episode for Wireman, I think. Yeah, and, like, everything about Klaus. I mean, I guess he's a dick to everybody, but also just, like, the way he treats Catherine. Mm -hmm. I think, like, for me, when I watch... Anything—it's always the people who you're so you know you're supposed to like. Like that's what really upsets me. Yeah. Klaus is the villain, so mm-hmm. it's like Klaus is also a very popular character. Of course, I did like uh, how Rose brought up the fact that Catherine is a foil of Elena, and that the relationship between Elena and Stefan and Klaus and Catherine in this episode really wasn't so different. They were both kind of held captive, and they were both. There to serve the needs of Stefan and Klaus, respectively. Yeah, but they're hopefully they're gonna break out. Elena's gonna break out and jump right into Damon's arms. I just know it. But Mm -hmm. you know, whatever. Such a alert! Elena marries Tyler. I'm (gasps) just kidding. Oh my god! (laughs) I that was like the weirdest possible thing I could think of. You know how we were talking about that feeling when you're just going to jump off a bridge or throw yourself over? I almost jumped out your window here. (laughs) Well, spoiler alert, Elena and Tyler never get together. That's a true fact. (laughs) That's a true fact. At least I can take solace in that. (laughs) All right, so enough of men. Who should have done it? I I know my answer. I mean, who is doing it? It's... Matt and Sheriff Forbes. <gasps> oh bum, wow! Bum, bum. They are so into it. Like, she she's like Matt. Just forget about my daughter. Just forget about her. She's a lost cause. Yeah. Like, you should be focusing on me. <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh. I, I I take it back. I don't think they should have done that. I just feel like they are doing it. Yikes! <laughs> That's fair. Blonde on blonde. Well, I mean, that's how it is with Matt and Caroline also. <laughs> wow. Now I'm going to bomb. You're welcome. Beth, what do you think? I'm too distressed to pick. I know that I've been really bad with this segment over the latter half of this season. It's hard in this episode because I don't want anybody to do it. I don't. I guess the only people I can think of, I actually don't want it. Want them to do it. Jenna and Alaric? No, uh... Bonnie and what's-his-face? Jeremy? Ugh. Yeah. They're not even in the episode. I know, but that's the only couple I can think of, and I also don't want couple. them to do it. I'm going to have to default back to Damon and Alaric because they were bros in this episode, and Alaric was like, I'm here for you, boo, whatever you need. Yeah, he, that's a direct quote. That's a solid choice, yeah. I've said them many times. I'd much rather them than Damon and Elena. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> I can't believe you said Bonnie and Jeremy. No, I said the only people I can think of, I don't actually want them to do then it. But you have to pick a new one. Uh, there's like no Just characters. choose two random characters and it won't be as revolting as that. <laughs> uh, Tyler and Jules. <laughs> All right. I mean, they both suck, so. They do. They're horrible and their bows are cracking, but. That's who I pick. All right. That's depressing. <laughs> <laughs> My new favorite ship. <laughs> I'm gonna write something. Jeweler, <laughs> <That's right>. tiles. <laughs> oh my god! Well, have the that tiles forever. <laughs> Jeweler. Oh, tiles jewelers. <laughs> he went to tiles. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, I think we need to wrap this up. Uh, let's do mystic follows. You can mystic follow us. Mm-hmm. We have a Twitter. It's at the VD Diaries. You can find us on Facebook by searching the Vampire Diaries Diaries. We're also on Instagram at the underscore VD underscore Diaries underscore podcast. And you can also listen to our podcast. We're on iTunes. We're on SoundCloud. And... A couple of other places, too. I'm sure we're on other things. I don't know. Right. Those are the ones we did on purpose. We haven't had any new reviews since our last episode, but we'd really appreciate it if you rated and reviewed us so other vampires can find our podcast. Yes, we are trying to make all vampires congregate, and we're sending them secret messages so we can take over the world. True. So it's been quite... An episode for all of us. It's really been a journey. Thank you, Rose, for joining us. Thanks, Rose. You the thank, best. Thank you for having me. Can't believe we're so close to the end of season two. It's really all happening. We'll catch you with the probably going to happen ritual in the next episode. I know you'll be on the edge of your seats, but don't worry. We'll be here for you. Much.